You are listening to Scars and Guitars, the podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you are doing very well. What you're about to listen to is a very fun conversation between myself and Alexander Backlund from the band Letters from the Colony. They are from Sweden, and they have released a new album, an excellent new album called Vignette. We talk all about that, but I had some special questions prepared for Alex. I really appreciate the fact that he played along. Let's get to it. Here he is, Mr. Alexander Backlund. I get a lot of releases, obviously, because I'm on the Nuclear Blast portal, but I really do love Vignette. I'm not just saying that to piss in your pocket, but it is a well, hyper-collaborative <laughs> collaboration of melody and gentisms. But the thing that I really appreciate about the band is your sense of humour. Now, I don't know why Nuclear Blast can't mind the type of humour that you blokes offer more often, but the bass player audition vid was fucking hilarious. So you're, <laughs> you're a band that likes to have fun, so care to comment on that? Uh, well, yeah, we're pretty, you know, we're all fucked up individuals. <laughs> it's pretty much all I can say. I mean, as far as the, you know, trailer videos go, we just thought, you know, we were going to do something that's just us, you know, and that ended up being what it is. And we actually had more, like, elaborate things planned. Oh, mate, release we them. We bought, like... Unleash them. Yeah, yeah, they're coming later. <laughs> but as we can get it, get it together within the time frame that we sort of had we bought like three gopros and filmed a bunch of action scenes in my car we could almost blew out my engine so <laughs> that's coming later is that the um the whole nastra or what do you call them in sweden you call them opal or Vauxhall Astros, yeah, don't opal. you? opal sorry opal, opal in sweden. Yeah. yeah so the holden's down here but opal up there is that that car that was in the video that you're talking about yeah that's my my beloved uh, your beloved <laughs> it's a piece of shit car but yeah Made a bit of synchronicity. My first car was a Volvo 240, and I know it's from Sweden, um, which is your great country, mate, but that was a heap of shit too. And that almost killed <laughs> Volvo, me. Volvo, really? That, was that almost killed me a few times. Yeah, it was the engine, because they can't handle the heat in Australia. That's oh, what it is. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like 30 below in, in Sweden, so that's what they're built for. <laughs> yeah, if I ran into the side of a truck or the side of a house, I probably could have walked away from it. But, mate, it almost caught fire a few times, the engine, uh, back in the day. This is about 20... Two, 23 years ago might by the way so it's a long time ago i'm sure volvo have picked up their act since then um nah, i mean they're pretty much <laughs> chinese company by now so they are <laughs> you're right yeah that's right yeah, yeah so it's I, I can't vouch for the quality of today's volvos <laughs> i'm sorry what do you think is a swede about all of that you know what would you call it the you know the uh dissemination of the nationalism of some of the uh manufacturers there because you were known for you know saab Sweet, uh, Saab, Volvo, Scania, but it's all offshore now, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It's uh, international. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, we've oh. lost our Swedishness. I used to love Saabs as a kid. I really did. I loved the shape of them. You know, the rally cars I'm talking about. And as a consequence of the rally uh, Saabs, I used to want to own one, but they're always out of my price range. And I think that was part of my inspiration behind buying a uh, Volvo 240 when I probably didn't have the, have the money back then to buy it, but I still paid the money that I did for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, Saabs are, you know, notoriously bad, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I can't, you know, stop thinking about that Top Gear episode where I think it's Brian May is driving those uh, sobs without a clutch. It's supposed to have a sort of like automatic clutch. And he's trying to do like some parallel parking in an, <laughs> on an uphill sort of road and it just goes to shit. 
Oh, Jesus. Okay, I didn't see that one. I'm going to I'm going to YouTube that one after our discussion, actually, because I do love a bit of um, Top Gear. Oh, sorry, James May. James May. James May. Listening uh-huh. to Queen earlier. James May. <laughs> I don't blame you for listening to Queen. They're a brilliant band. But, but mate, more about your wonderful What is he called? James May? Yeah, James May. No, you're right. Oh, James cool. May. Yeah, Brian May from yeah, Queen awesome. and James May from... Um, uh, top Gear, but let's just one more question about your wonderful yeah. album. So, Vignette, in your own words, can you describe what the album mean, means to you guys? Is is it the summary of you know years or months of rehearsal, or is it something that's sort of come together fairly quickly? Uh, well, yeah, both yes and no. It was like uh, like I mentioned, some of the songs they are from you know some time ago, but all in all, I think yeah, the album as it has came together pretty like easily and, and naturally considering you know how different they are really so uh so uh yeah but it, it definitely means a lot to us to finally get all the songs mm-hmm. out there and you know that also means that we can begin working on some new songs and i'm really looking forward to that yeah no good on you yeah Look, it's it's a killer release. It's up there with the album that uh, Rings of Saturn released last year, actually. Oh, really? In, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually that good, mate. Yeah. So, look, as I mentioned earlier, I do get a lot of promos, not just from Nuclear Blast, but from other record companies, managers, and all the rest of it. And look, I listen to all sorts of things from blues and jazz to funk, which tend to be my my pet styles, to be quite frank. But of course, I veer right into the really heavy stuff. Um, but I, I have listened to yours more than more than a couple of times, actually. I tend to have it on around the house whenever I'm entertaining the kids and just doing um, domestic chores, if you like, because that's one of the only opportunities I get in between professional commitments and raising two kids and being a householder and all the rest of it because I'm 39 years of age, so I'm at that stage of my life. But I do put on the albums in the background, and I found myself really getting into vignette, you know that. I'm not just saying that, as I said to piss in your pocket i really found that the grooves and the melodies and make the guitar playing's fucking fantastic that's very very flattering well i can't take credit for that of course that's that's all <laughs> sebastian but yeah but yeah we did work a lot to together with the guitars as well like i'm a guitar player more than i am a vocalist if i'm gonna be honest so yeah it's been fun working with him and especially on like the the cleans and the the lead guitars as well we did a lot of experimentation on those tried billion different guitar pedals to sort of find the sound good on you yeah it's great well i can hear that i can hear that it's been a labor of love if i can call it that you know i can hear the the tens of hours of experimentation and focus and commitment that has gone into it because you don't come up with a body of work like what you've produced on vignette without doing what you've done and just described no, it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. The sort of most difficult part as well about that is uh, we're we're trying to do, uh, or we don't want to do anything that we can't reproduce live. So there's a lot of thought behind that as well. You know, what guitar pedals to choose. You know that we can bring on the road and with the amps and everything. Well, that's very admirable. So but I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about that. Most bands tend to use some sort of backing tracks or some sort of trick. Uh, musicology, as I like to call it, uh, in their stage show, and and you know, it's it just seems to be the way it is in 2018. And I mean, yeah, you you do have a lot of very fast rhythms. There's a lot of lot of things going on, particularly with a lot of the symphonic melodies that you you've got throughout the music. So how could, how do you recreate that live? Uh, well, yeah, it's a like you said, a lot of bands rely heavily on on backtracks, and we 
I sort of really don't have any beef with that. It's not something I loathe particularly, but like, I guess we thought we, we like a lot of the old school and, uh, you know, bands just getting on stage and actually playing what they have written. And we try to do that as much as possible. So, uh, I mean, we have the, the Kemper like profiling amps, Great so amps. we can have yep. a few different amps for yeah for like the distortions and the cleans so we use those in the studio as well to sort of get you know what's on the album is what you're going to hear live and you know sebastian has one of those uh boss loop pedals like the huge ones mm-hmm. oh, you the, can record the yourself and, is and play the, is that the brand new one that they've just released in the last two weeks or so that he's using um, now or, or maybe not two weeks no, sorry. I, it couldn't be sorry last couple of months and I haven't seen that one actually. It's a, it's a few years old. Okay. Uh, it's I think it's called the Boss RC three hundred, something like that. Yep. So uh, he's using that a lot live, and uh, also when he's writing. So that's why some of the song structures are the way they are. If you listen to like Galax, for example, that huge outro that we got going on yes. is just him, you know, recording himself over and over and you know just playing on top of that so pretty much not a single backtrack in there except for a tambourine i think (laughs) yes from memory that's about right yeah yeah what do you what do you think it is about sweden and producing wonderful guitarists okay so one of my favorite guitarists of the modern era is marcus jadil okay and um then you've also got ingve malmsteen so and and of course your guitarist there sorry i didn't catch his name earlier but mate sweden is producing some magnificent metallically and rock themed guitarists what do you think what do you, well, what do you personally put that down to uh well yeah it's a number of different factors <laughs> but uh i don't know it's a freaking cold 10 months <laughs> out of the year so yeah. people tend to stay inside and uh you know <laughs> that maybe has something to do with it i mean like for for myself personally it's like growing up in a pretty small town in sweden basically there's music and there's sports and i wasn't a sports guy so (laughs) i ended up playing music yeah gotcha whereabouts did you grow up what was the town called uh it's uh we're still here it's borlänge in sweden is that is that in the mid to north part of sweden is it uh yeah it's pretty much dead center almost okay Right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I've spoken to a ton of artists from Sweden over the last 12 months or so. So Christopher Johnson from Therion, um, he brilliant artist he is. He's fantastic. Bjorn Street, I think he's from Gothenburg, though, isn't he? The bloke out of soil work. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's from uh, Helsingborg. It's a bit, a few miles south of, of Gothenburg, but he lives in Stockholm now. So do you guys, I mean, look, I mean, if this is this is an ignorant question, okay, so I appreciate that before I ask it, but sometimes whenever I'm talking to people from overseas, they say to me, do you know Daniel Johns from Silverchair or do you know this person, you know, because Australia is seen as a small place even though we're a big continent, but Sweden, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a relatively compact musical community there, but do yourself and people like Eddie Berg from Eminence and I've already mentioned Marcus Jadel from the awesome Avatarium and so on, do you guys connect very often? Uh, I mean, we have our our thing going up on up here in the in the north, and we're friends with a with a ton of bands. But I think it's an even even bigger thing in in like the bigger cities like Stockholm and hmm. and Gothenburg. And we're not really 
really a part of that. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Yep. All right, we're going to change track completely now. We're going to take a 90-degree turn, like I said at the beginning of the discussion. And I'm going to have some fun here because I feel inspired to do so. So let's do it. All right? Yeah. All right. Okay, so question one, divided into mini segments, is word association. So the first segment is people. So I'm going to ask for a comment about the person's name. And, of course, you can make a comment about the person. And, by the way... I host a program that is not safe for work, so you can be as not safe for work as you so choose, as R-rated as you so choose. Here I go. Stefan Lofren. I haven't heard that name. Oh, you're, you're oh, Prime yeah, Minister. No. Sorry, I, I probably mispronounced it, but you're Prime yeah. Minister. <laughs> the last name. <laughs> is it Lufren? Lufin? Uh, Levian. Oh, my God. I'm well off. I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem. It's uh, not the easiest language to... So there you go. So word association. What's a word you could use to associate with Stefan? Uh, big nose, stand-up guy. There you go. All right. <laughs> Next one is our Prime Minister here in Australia, Malcolm Turnbull. Uh, I am uh, not familiar with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is part of the fun of it, you see, so you can make up anything you want. Uh, crikey, mate. There you go. That'll do. Glenn Benton, <laughs> Glenn Benton from Deerside. Uh, Hail Satan. Hail Satan, that'll do. Frederick Thordendahl. <laughs> chugga chug chug. Chugga chug chug, Mr. Dient himself right there. And finally, <laughs> Donald Trump. Ah. Uh. Satan himself. <laughs> You've already used that, haven't you? Oh, no, you said hail Satan. Sorry, didn't you? Satan himself. You said hail Satan, and now Satan himself. Fair oh, enough. shit, that's, that's right. Sorry, this is... Um... They're pretty close, though, but no, that's okay. I'll pay that. They're close, but, you know, they're not the same. So No, 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 I, I'm going to change that one, actually. Uh, wig. Yeah. Yes. What the hell is going on with that hair? It's like, yeah. dude, just shave it or get a toupee <laughs> that sticks on the top of your head or something. You know, find a new hairdresser. You're the fucking president. Yeah, yeah, he could, but I think he thinks it's his brand or something, and that he needs to keep that feral red hair that he's got. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to part B of word association. Okay. Yeah. We're up to places. So the first country Thanks. I've got for you is Sweden. Meatballs. Nice. Agreed, by the way. If I go to Ikea here, that's what they've got there. All right. Australia yeah. is the next one. Spiders. Yes. I was <laughs> True story. I shit you not. This is the true story. I was looking at buying a pet spider tonight on the internet. Oh, really? Yeah. Why, we got, man? Why? Well, because my, we, here, here, here's the thing. It's in context. Okay. So my kids, we live in Queensland, right, which is tropical, subtropical. So we've got lots of spiders around us. But, of course, my kids are petrified of spiders. I'm not because I've had them crawl on me. I've had huntsmen's around me. I've had huntsmen's crawl. Oh. Huntsmen's are big spiders that are about the size of your hand, right? But they don't bite you. They just nip you. And my kids are scared of them. But I'm like, well, we live in Queensland. You've got to get used to it. So I was going to get a uh, what was called a – I looked on the internet and a place locally that sells them. They're called jungle huntsmen's, and they're huge. But it's going to keep that it in like a plastic like enclosure. So yeah, 
Yeah, you're spot on, mate. Spiders, bang on. So it's a bit of synchronicity. There. <laughs> See, this is why I'm scared of touring Australia. Man. It's going to be all spiders. Mate, most of us live in cities. I don't. I live in a regional location, but most of us live in cities. So um, you've not got too much worries about that. You know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, if they're the places you tour, don't worry too much about it. There's barely any spiders there. There's probably a daddy long legs. An occasional redback. Redbacks bite, but you'll be right. You'll be okay. You'll get to hospital in time. You won't die. Oh, that <laughs> doesn't make me feel any safer. <laughs> All right, I'll move on. Norway. Yeah. Norway. Oil and black metal. There you go. All right, next one. England. Uh, tea. Tea, there you go. We drink a lot of tea here in Australia because we're a colony. Nice, and in honour of my wife, whose father's from Croatia, Croatia. Game of Thrones. Nice, not a lot of people know it was filmed there, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, all right, good call. All right, moving on, part C, word association, food. All right, now, you're Swedish and you're disgusting, so I'm going to ask you about this one. Surse from it, what the hell is going on with that? Uh, well, yeah, I haven't actually tried that. Oh, really? So is it like... But one it of those smells things? of death. What the hell is it? You know, it's been banned from airlines. It should be banned pretty much everywhere. What, what, As why? far as I'm concerned, because, you know, opening... That was actually a prank that a lot of people pulled when we were in school. You know, when we were kids, they would buy a tin and they would open it and, like, place it in the ventilation duct. And they would have to, like, evacuate the school within five minutes. Yes. What is it going on with that? Like, so, so, okay, I get it. You're Swedish and you just you think it's disgusting as we everybody does. Look, I've never smelt it, but I've I've seen the YouTube videos of people trying to eat it and vomiting and going into, you know, comatose states. What the hell is it with it? Why why would you put off fish? In, why would you put fish into a can, let it go off, and then serve it? What's going on with that? Yeah, well, it's. Uh... I, I don't want to be all too like historical and scientific, but it's probably something that you know just happened. Some fish went bad; they ate it, and like, oh shit, this is going to be a tradition now. Yeah, yeah. No, but but I've also heard that it tastes a lot better than it smells. So, uh, oh god, have you seen? Maybe the I should try it sometime. But have you seen the YouTube videos of people trying to? Oh eat yeah. It? Oh yeah. god. <laughs> I've, I've gagged. I'm not a. I'm not good with like vomiting and smells and stuff, man. So I've watched some of those videos and gagged afterwards. But look, I better move on because I know we've only got a limited period of time. Next one is, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, lingonberries. Lingonberries. Yeah, we have those. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me think of jam. Okay, that's what I thought it was. So it's nice, is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, the next one is any of that packet shit you can buy from Ikea at Logan Home. Now, I don't expect you to know where Logan Home is because it's near me near me here in Brisbane. But Ikea, what is it with all of that packet shit that you can buy when you're picking up your prefabbed, you know, put together yourself furniture from Ikea? Well, nothing beats the feeling of having done something yourself. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's the Swedish way. Is that what it is? You've exported that to the world then? Yeah, enjoy. 
Nice. All right. No worries. Now, <laughs> when I was chatting to Eddie Berg from Eminence, when I mentioned um, Surstroming, he said, you should try Fika. And what he said Fika was, was the civilized sharing of coffee and pastries among friends and families. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it's a thing for sure. It's like uh, if you're working in an office anywhere in Sweden, it's a daily thing, more than daily. This one in the one before noon, one after, you know. Okay. All right. So it's an actual thing. Okay. I couldn't find it. So I probably mis misspelt it on the interweb, on the Google. It's um, F-I-K-A. Okay. I think I was doing F-I-K-E-R. So Fika. Fika. Oh. Okay. Fika. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. You are listening to Scars and Guitars, the podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with Alexander Backland from the band Letters from the Colony. This is part two of the conversation. For some reason, my recording software failed and it didn't capture the introduction to the questions that I'm asking. What I'm doing here is it's word association and I'm choosing some band names. Let's do it. No worries. There you go. The next one, one of my favourites from my youth, Bathory. haven't really listened to Bathory. Really? That much, actually. Hawthorne. Wow. <laughs> I thought he's like the patron saint of metal in Sweden, isn't he? Yeah, well, it sort of is, but, you know, it was before our time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But... yeah, no, agreed. Oh, well, that's it. That's the answer then, before our time. There we go. We'll use that. We'll use that, that one sentence there as the word association. Awesome. <laughs> okay. The next two should be a bit easier then. They're more contemporary. First one is In Flames. Dreadlocks. Yes. <laughs> Final... that's, that's the time when, when In Flames was after. Oh, Jester Race <laughs> and The Colony. Yeah, I mean, those albums are great. I don't like their recent material at all, I must say. Um, but their older stuff is 20, the 20, the stuff that's 20 years old and 15 years old is brilliant still. It's brilliant. Yeah, well, I was sort of like raced on, you know, Route to Remain and soundtrack to your escape as well i like those album but you know anything uh -huh. after that is, so. <laughs> yeah no agreed i don't know what they were thinking they're still popular in the states though so whatever they did has proved you know shrewd in one respect but yeah just maybe commercially successful but maybe critically not so much anymore but the next band there's two of them because i've spoken to lg about this but the band that i want you associate in a word a word with is entombed entombed Oh, seriously, the only thing I can think of is the guitar player taking a piss backstage, like against the wall. <laughs> is that a video <laughs> or you saw that? Them. Oh, you were Back. playing with them? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, that, that'll do it there. That's a, a, their words association right there. So multiple, plural. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. So we're up to question two. All right. They go a bit quicker from here. Okay. So this is not necessarily word association. This is disgusting or palatable. The first food item on the menu is oysters. I haven't tried them actually, but I think they would be pretty palatable. Absolutely. One of my favourite foods. When you come down to Australia, make sure that the promoter or the agent or whoever it is gets you some oysters whilst you're down here. You can go anywhere and get them, you know, in supermarkets or what have you. There'll be fresh oysters there. Sydney Rock Oysters or Pacific Oysters, they are fantastic. I have to try it. We have none in Sweden. <laughs> yes, I imagine, but you've got plenty of the next, which is herrings. 
herring, yeah, uh, not that delicious, actually. <laughs> I don't mind them. I've got to tell you, I don't mind them. Um, roll mops and things like that I, I can eat, but, um, yeah, probably not in great quantities. No, not in any quantity. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the next one, Vegemite. Have you tried Vegemite before? No, I haven't, actually. Well, you got to try that when like you come down. Stuff to put on, put on bread or something. Yeah, it's a beef-flavoured yeast spread. It's very similar to... I think you... Do you get Promite in Sweden, like the Brits have got? No. No, we don't. Okay, well, that's We're another Pretty, thing. like, tra traditional over here with, like, you know, butter, some cheese. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the, the next one alludes to that, so I'm going to totally mispronounce it here because I don't quite know how to pronounce it, but is it Filmjolk? Or film milk, the yogurt. Oh, the yogurt! Yeah, that's that's delicious. Yeah, cool. I thought it looks it looks delicious. I can't pronounce. How do how do you say? It's F I L M J, and then there's the umulat on the O L K. Filmjolk. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, right. I've got no hope. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next it's one. It's a I... difficult language. So. Oh yeah, that was in... yeah. That sounded like jazz. What you just did then? It was very musical the way you pronounce it. So <laughs> the next one I can pronounce, provided it is pronounced the way it looks, Glog, the wine. Oh, Christmas, delicious. Okay. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, it looks awesome, by the way, but it looks like only something you could drink when it was really uh, cold. Yeah, it's uh, only around Christmas. It's so like part of our tradition that, you know, opening a bottle of Glug in July, they would, like, put you in prison. Something feels really weird. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's just not the dumb thing, not the cultural thing to do. Leave it for December. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're on to question three. Here we go. If you were stranded on a desert island, who in the band would? And here are the following questions that I'm going to ask you, or four of them. Who of the band would become the leader right. on a desert island? I think that would be our uh, uh, rhythm guitar player, Joanne Guard. He's always been the sort of responsible one who okay. takes charge of things. There you go. So who would cry the most? <laughs> I think that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who would get eaten first? Uh, well, that would be Sebastian, probably. There's a lot of him, so it makes more sense. Too. <laughs> I got that. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, uh, a final question uh, of the: If you were stranded on a desert island or deserted island, who in the band would most likely to survive? Yeah. Well, it's uh, probably like guard as well. Or Jonas, our drummer, he's like very, you know, sort of muscular and doesn't care too much about anything. You know, he'd climb a freaking tree and get the coconuts. There you go. Very resourceful then. Yeah. Great guy. All right. Okay. Well, that's it. I'm really glad that I had an opportunity to complete this quiz with you because I've already posted the first episode, actually, of our discussion. Um, so I'm going to post this as part two and we'll see what sort of feedback we get. But before I let you go, mate, because people might be listening to this episode separately to the first one, 
the uh, the new album that you've just released, so we can say that now, it is in market, called Vignette. How would you describe it for the audience? Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a journey, uh, for sure. I mean, both, like, musically and for us as well. I mean, making it has been, uh, yeah, well, a journey. <laughs> we yeah. started, like, way back. So, you know, there's a, a little bit of, of everything and... I mean, hopefully, like it's you can listen to the whole thing and it, it doesn't get boring. So, mm. well, started the first song and working way forward. <laughs> what, what I mentioned last discussion we had was that I, I love it because it's a hyper collaboration of melody and yentisms. And the thing that I really appreciate about you guys, with the band, if, if the listener decides to dive into the content that you've put out there on the work, 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 you've got a great sense of humor through the videos that you've posted. I recommend anybody out there check out the videos you've posted alone. Yeah, we're idiots. <laughs> Get your fill at Nuclear Blast's YouTube channel. <laughs> there you go. All right, mate, I'll let you go. Thanks so much for being a wonderful interview subject once again. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Good luck with it all. And as I mentioned last time, mate, I'd love to catch up with you guys when you come down to Australia. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sorry I drew so many blanks but <laughs> it's all good you play maybe we mate. get to do this again sometime yeah. mate if we get an opportunity to do round three you wait I'll, I'll have just as many questions and on very different topics mate but they'll elicit the same sort of okay let's do this let's have some fun with this yeah and hopefully i'll be uh more <laughs> cultural and uh developed human being by then. <laughs> <laughs> no worries mate all good mate you've been a pleasure thank you so much and good luck once again yeah, likewise. Thank you. Thanks, brother. No worries. Cheers. You are listening to Scars and Guitars, the podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Alexander Backlund from the band Letters from the Colony. Thank you so much for listening.